all sorts of neat goodies for you. <laughs> Excuse me, for you. This morning, the video goes to the dogs. Let me explain. Hello everybody, my name is Rob. This is Everyday Heroes under the official Rob Glasser Network. And this is the series that covers all things informational, educational, but super fun. And today, you can't help but smile because we're talking dogs and dog-related topics. We got two really fun topics to talk to you about on this little uh, roundtable mix, and let's jump in. So the first one here comes from BuckheadPaws.com, a Illinois-based... Um, pet sitting service, and they made an article about the 15 coolest tricks you can teach your dog. Now, dog tricks are not always just for fun. Sometimes dog tricks can be used for professional dogs, such as um, uh, service dogs or emotional support dogs. Some, however, though, are just really cool. However, many a trick could be helpful just to make sure your dog is, you know, safe. So we're going to go through a few that we like. And of course, if you want to know the rest, you can check out the link there. So number one, just the basic sit. Not only is it a good thing to have and a good thing to know, but it serves, you know, basically a general purpose. When your dog sits, they know that they're ready for the next command. It's also good for when they're outside. If you want them to sit and possibly stay, it keeps you from having to chase them into what could be a dangerous situation. Um, it's great to practice sit both inside and outside, so that way your dog gets exactly what you're doing. Make sure always to have a leash on you if you're practicing outside, or if you're practicing in your backyard, just make sure that all locations are closed, so that way the dog can't run off. Number two, opening and closing doors. <laughs> Now this is one that actually service animals are taught to do for their owners who aren't able to either move due to a situation or aren't able to, um, excuse me, open and close things easily. But it could just be a fun trick for your dog if you don't want to get off the couch. Maybe you teach your dog who will get you that water bottle from the fridge. Personally, I'd rather get it myself, but that's just me. But opening and closing door, while it is a more advanced trick, could be something really cool to, you know, uh, show your friends and family, but it is one that actually is helpful, oh, sorry guys, for those who need it. So the three steps they recommend, the first one that you're gonna do is you're gonna tie some sort of rope or toy to the handle that you want them to touch. Now again, make sure that the dog doing so is not strong enough to rip the thing off, or else you're gonna probably need a new door handle. But you want them to know that this is their toy, the toy part, not the handle. So get them used to that. When they start to pull a little bit or they start to, you know, bite on the toy, give them a, a treat or something to say, hey, good job, successful, awesome. Once he opens the door, he or she opens the door, then you give them a treat and you encourage them to push it back closed. Again, this is for an animal that might be used to training or might be trained very well, but every dog could do this. Granted, you want to make sure the dog is high enough to reach. So small dogs, I apologize, probably won't be able to reach the handle. Maybe unless you get them stairs. 
Hmm. Number three, playing hide and seek. Less of a trick and more of a game. However, <laughs> it is a great way to help their uh, neurodiversity, their neurological side. You keep their brain going. Basically, you get your doggy to sit or stay. You back away, making sure they're still safe. You hide somewhere close and maybe obvious, and then you say, come here, and they come to you. Gradually, you're going to go out of sight, find harder hiding spaces, and boom. It is actually a pretty cool game slash trick, and it could be used for practice of maybe if you need them to be the hider. You know, who knows? It could help as well. Number four. This is more of a game, but it really does need to be taught as well. Teaching your dog to play soccer or some sort of game with a ball. Dogs do like to fetch already. So why not play fetch in a game? Um, many a times you can get your dog to sit in front of something as you roll a ball to them for them to, you know, kind of grab it with their paw or pick it up with their mouth. As you go through, and again, this is not a simple task, but as you go through, you can teach them to wait for it, maybe nuzzle the ball into the goal. You can play around with it. Picture Airbud. You remember Airbud, right? That dog apparently played basketball, soccer, and football. Pretty smart dog. But every dog is able to do the basics of it, which is push the ball and catch the ball. Pretty cool, right? Now the last one here is water fetch. Now we talked about earlier uh, up there about the ball and basically, you know, you're, you're teaching them how to fetch while playing soccer. You get them acquainted with the ball, you encourage them every time they touch the ball, and then of course you encourage them more as they go chase the ball or maybe push the ball. But what if you got a dog like a spaniel or a lab that loves the water? Well, why not kick it up a notch Find a lake, find your beach, or maybe you got a pool in the backyard, go play in the pool. Not only is it a great way to cool off, a great way to teach them how to use all their muscles, because you're gonna have, you know, they're they're having to push through. It's kind of like how you learn how to swim, right? You have to learn how to push through the water. And they're playing fetch all in one. Most dogs like it. Many a dog, for instance, our little one, not a fan of water, so probably wouldn't. Our other dog, not exactly sure. He kind of likes it, kind of doesn't. Man. So why not get your dog in the pool? It'd be a fun bonding experience as well. But hey, take fetch up a notch and play in the water. All right, so you can check out the rest of them there. But what do you think? Of those five, if you'd like to know my personal ones, obviously I do play hide and seek. So that's when we do. Um, sit, we always practice on for sure. And we kind of do like playing a uh, little soccer, kicking with them. And when my wife and I try to play, you know, kicking back and forth, the dogs always jump in and play as well. So they like to be involved and they like to catch the ball. The only problem is they don't want to bring it back. That's what we got to work on there. All right, you guys. So let's say you don't want to be so active, but you want to hang out with your dog. A lot of people will put the TV on for their dog. Now, the first part of this before I go in there, is that you have those videos called TV for Dogs. YouTube has them, um, you can buy CDs as well. Those ones are supposed to be, and they have them for cats, I believe, as well, 
are supposed to be made for dogs to calm them or keep them occupied if you have a pet that tends to be destructive while you leave. However, they're not always pleasant to the ear or the sight or just the feel of the dog. For instance, our little one hates him, barks at it, doesn't like the sound. It's super annoying. Our other one, well, doesn't really care about the TV personally, so it would be a waste of money there too. But what happens when your dog watches with you? Uh, the Wildest, I love that, which is a website devoted to all things dog, care, nutrition, and fun. They wrote, what do you think your dog sees when they watch it? So according to a Rover study, you guys know Rover, they're the other pet sitting one too. Uh, Two-thirds of pet parents leave the TV on while they're away during the day. 60% say their dogs have a favorite show and 80% report that the dog reacts to what's happening. But is a dog actually watching? Dogs process TV and screens differently than we do, which we already knew, but it turns out they often recognize what they are seeing and hearing. Some dogs, like our big one, can't be bothered, don't care, but in some cases, pet parents report that their dogs are actually interested in what's going on. When it comes to subject matter, you won't be surprised to learn that dogs like watching other dogs. Woo, there you go. Animals are naturally drawn to their species, as we know, so when you show them something, especially a moving picture, they're going to be attracted to it. However, we know that the dog eye is different to ours in how they see things. Their eye are two types of cones versus the three that we have, which gives them a dichromatic vision. The result is that dogs do not differentiate between as many colors as most humans do. In addition, dogs are more sensitive to low light conditions. As we know, versus a cat that actually sees better in the dark, a dog actually prefers the brighter. Beyond color, different breeds have different visual acuity. Again, as different people do as well. The visual streak in the canine eye is the area with the sharpest vision, but each breed and individual dog has a different shape and number of receptors. The difference in this eye structure plays a huge role in how dogs actually see the world. Next up, they call it the flicker factor. On average, humans don't see the flickering of a television that is above 55 hertz. But for dogs who have better motion perception than humans do, they've been tested to see up to 75 hertz. With TVs being at around 60, we see this as a fluid motion, but dogs would see the TV rapidly flickering more than we would. Nowadays, modern TVs and phones or tablets have a higher resolution, clearer audio, which offers puppies a clearer view into the world. You get TVs that are 4K, HD, even higher rate, allowing more fluid motion for your dog. Sounds can also have a significant impact on the dog's view. As most parents can guess, studies have found that more attentive to video, that includes barking, whining, or praising. Um, we talked about the dog TV channel, uh, but the last question here is, do they like watching? Even with a specially made channel, dogs tend to watch TV for only a short time or short bursts of time, usually glancing up if they hear something, but most of the time, they're sleeping. Kind of sounds like ours. Herding breeds watch it more intensely because they're attraction to moving objects. So uh, border collies, for instance, German shepherds, dogs that are made to work, they are trained to watch moving objects. And what is a TV? 
well, it's a giant screen of moving objects. In an interview with National Geographic, um, Nicholas Dodman explained why some dogs react television and others don't. He said different dogs, like different people, have different personalities. Beyond biology, dogs react TV, whether it's running around, barking, or just ignoring it, it may come down to the personality or the breed. So there you go. Some dogs love it. Some dogs hate it. Some dogs can care less. Sounds like people I know too, right? So what do you guys think? It is a pretty freaking cool uh, uh, little table we did today, right? So whether you're in training your dog or whether you want to know what a dog is actually looking at when he's chilling with you watching TV or she, got to get both uh, both them in there. This explains that all dogs, well, they do their own thing. Some dogs love doing tricks, some don't. Some dogs love TV and well, you know the rest. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this video. We love dogs. We're going to do so many more dog things, I'm sure. Let us know what you think. If you're able to join us live, great. If not, not to fear. Check us out on YouTube and Twitch at the official Rob Glasser. Hit that bell while you're there. Thanks for watching and stay curious. Bye, guys.